Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart to hop. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? There haven't even been any drinks. Welcome back to today? It Was Murder. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> <laughs> Welcome back to It Was okay. Murder. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that giant piece of pizza? Has yes, it thrown it's you for lodged food? in my throat now. Uh, it was so big. It looked like those ones that influencers use in swimming pools. <laughs> it was it one was of those. So it big. was one of those. <laughs> I got it from next door. <laughs> okay. okay. <clears throat> Welcome back to Podcast. It Was Murder, Podcasting. the number one heart to heart podcast <laughs> in the world. <laughs> She's still yelling <laughs> over your intro. <laughs> I know. That's fine. <laughs> I can mute her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm this. your diehard romantic Eric Blood. You're off to <laughs> the best start ever. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. And I'm um I'm wrong with me today. Um I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. Oh my god, something's happening to me today. <laughs> and I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. <laughs> the well lit satisfied virgin. Well lit. If you can't tell satisfied. listeners, Eric and I got a, a ring light. Golden glow. <laughs> it is incredible. It's our board Here. gaming lamp. It's our board gaming this, lamp. <laughs> I feel like is the setting you're using Dalai Lama? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spiritual. Like, you just look so <laughs> list out, so beautiful. It's called Eastern Promises. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's the setting on the lamp. <laughs> just don't take it in the shower. <laughs> uh, but you know, we'll be t- we'll discuss lamps the next time we have Corey on. Tonight uh, we get to discuss the. Amazing episode, Million Dollar Hearts. Million Dollar Hearts. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which we will try to sum up the plot of Thousand Dollar. 60 seconds or less. Okay. Uh, in our segment we call the Minimax. And that begins with Ellen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Great timing, as always. <laughs> All right. Hang on. Let me get my timer here. All right, I'm just going to jump in. Mm-hmm. Million million dollar hearts. Okay, so the hearts are in London for some kind of business trip, and Jennifer's wearing an 80s jacket that reminds me of a coffee filter, but that's not important <laughs> because the hearts go into the Kensington Club, which really needs to rethink their bizarre KC embroidered logo. But it's Jennifer sort of gets drug into quote, like watching this roulette game that is basically, basically the Kensington Club is a gambling den of stereotypes but <laughs> jennifer uncannily just uh calls out winner after winner and there's a million dollars and there's baron von scary face and he's like will you take this money and then he disappears and then there is a guy from falcon crest who is the croupier and then there is a guy that always seems like he plays uh I don't know, uptight British dudes on everything. And he is suspicious. So the hearts go back to the U.S. with the money. They open the briefcase. It's play money. Oh, no, what's happening? Then somebody breaks into the house. And then the Texas guy is driving around. And then there's just a lot of confusion in Scotland Yard. Is there nobody has guns? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, wow. Yeah. That got intense. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's what happened. Yeah, I realize I left 99.9% of the plot on the cutting room floor <laughs> with that 
and it max. But in my defense, this mm-hmm. plot. Oh, this plot. Sometimes it's you a, have to. It's plotty. Sometimes you have to cut it out if you're oh, trying to get it in under a minute. Yes. <laughs> I just, I felt like I had to talk about that jacket. Mm. The coffee filter jacket was quite good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, million dollar hearts. <laughs> the hearts are in London. Jennifer is sitting at a roulette table waiting for Jonathan while he's at a meeting. And then this uh, old British dude says, pick my numbers. And she does. And he wins a million pounds. And then he's like, I got to disappear. So take care of my money. And she's like, okay, for some reason, even though she's super rich and could just say, <laughs> fuck you and leave. Uh, so she, the hearts then leave London with a suitcase full of what they believe is a million dollars, but it's not, it's filled with, approximately a, a million dollars worth of monopoly money <laughs> and then uh the british people show up and one guy laughs maniacally while he asks them a bunch of questions that they don't want to answer um then the croupier from the the roulette table shows up and they're agents and then there's a texan that has nothing to do with anything mm-hmm. and then uh the attractive agent ties up the other agent and says, fuck you. I'm taking all the money. I'm taking all the money. And then Jonathan jumps on a helicopter and they win. (laughs) Then they throw freeway out of bed. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, all right. Million dollar parts. I feel like you both covered it, so I'm not going to so bother. Joe's, just gonna, <laughs> Joe's gonna treat us to a little song. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to try to say all the characters names. (laughs) Uh, just kidding. I don't know any of them. All right. Million dollar hearts. <laughs> hearts are in little London, LA. <laughs> then they go to a gambling house, a fancy gambling house where Je- this man tells Jennifer to pick the numbers and she does. And he wins a bunch of money and because the guy with the croupier was cheating. He had a little did number pad under the little calculator under the table. So the guy wins a million dollars and tells Jennifer to take it to LA and she does. And it turns out it's fake money and there's a bunch of unsavory characters kind of following them around and chasing after them and stuff like that. Uh, They get their house gets broken into Jonathan jumps on a guy who the guy tries to shoot him. Jennifer falls down the stairs from being shocked that Jonathan's head (laughs) got shot off. Uh, But it didn't. Uh, <laughs> and then they chase the or they I don't know what happens next there's two guys from London Yard they're in a hotel the one guy betrays the other and they end up running away in a helicopter and Jonathan jumps on the helicopter and it's a really great scene the end <laughs> right Ooh, under a minute good worst. job wow wow that was that like felt long well you know effort is usually a lot higher than that one this episode was hard we all we all kind of did poorly on this one but yes. i know who's gonna do worse mm. Our- <laughs> <laughs> of course i'm kidding yeah we have a ringer it was like what welcome to season four the sisler family playhouse yay yeah. thank goodness for mm. small miracles so you can understand what actually happened the sisler family playhouse now with kung fu grip proudly presents million dollar hearts the hearts open the episode at dtf in london excuse me george but didn't you <laughs> die during season two clearly angela channing's lawyer started out as a roulette dealer with jennifer on his arm <laughs> a creepy german baron makes book how are you feeling sir show me the money when it comes to monopoly money do not pass go do not mess with the hearts random <laughs> british guy shows up with an accent only corgis can understand jonathan tussles with the bad guy jennifer 
we should go to the hospital, but we all know how that works out. A money laundering <laughs> scheme and no corpse? Eric, how do you feel about a murder she wrote podcast? The cops are using Jennifer as a decoy. It's heart and soul without Martin soul. Creepy German Baron loses the battle of the pocket squares. A crooked lemon cop can only mean one thing. Mayhem, Mayhem ensues. <laughs> Jonathan, if the dirty cop turns into a panther, run like hell. Okay, I'm confused. Is this heart to heart or airwolf? And we finish with Jonathan diving into Jennifer's community chest. <laughs> the, the end. Wow. <laughs> well done. Well done, Sislers. Yes. Nice job, Sislers. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, since you asked, Bill, uh, I happen to be the one gay man who is of over the age of 40 who does not watch Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> uh, I might want to do a Murder, She Wrote podcast after this. Sounds like you're calling who Bill gay. Say? <laughs> <laughs> what are you insinuating? Uh, nothing. About Bill. Okay. Oh, uh, where, where do we start? A fun and Abbott Cove. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot. I Well, I would like to start by acknowledging that all of our British main characters were actually played by actors who are from the British Isles. There mm. we go. And that is great. Yep. Because as we all know, that is not always the case. True. <laughs> so I don't think that's I don't know if that's actually about representation or what, but that's nice. Now all the Americans nice. are being played by people from the British Isles too. <laughs> I don't know if um the guy who played Waco, the lurking gambling Texan, I don't know if that guy's actually from Texas. So, you know, there's still work to be done. I was I was just looking him up because I was like, it, was he from Texas? <laughs> <laughs> do we need do we need statewide representation? Yes. It's very important. <laughs> Interstate. Very, very important. And of course, we are not making light of the actual need for representation. No. All the no, time. Definitely no. not. Uh Waco was from Little Rock, Arkansas. So hmm. Heart to heart, you are canceled. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like their fifth cancellation. I knew it felt weird. It just felt weird. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye, London Fog. Hello, LA Smog. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. That was great. This is like the 17th episode in a row where police are acting insane, like insane burglars and turn out to be cops. Yeah. Why does that keep happening for us? Why is that a string of... It's like the third at least. Yeah. In this, a row. I, I don't I don't understand that that particular necessity. <laughs> yeah. Um aside from the fact that this particular cop was the villain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is a good twist. Yeah. I I see, I didn't trust anyone that was British from the very beginning. I, I was just like, there's no way. One, Jennifer kept calling the numbers and I was like, okay, that's a rig. Yeah. Uh to the croupier was too attractive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. And then it was like when the British people show up in America and he's one of them, I was like, I don't trust him. They're they're both they're both the bad guys. Yeah. And then I thought the Texan was possibly the good guy, the cop. Uh, but then I loved that the Texan was just a red herring yeah. and had nothing to do with anything. He just mm -hmm. wanted Jennifer to go pick numbers. <laughs> a stalker yeah that was so amazing so like because i don't did any of us really we just lightly brushed against um his presence in our minute maxes so at the gambling den of stereotypes in the kensington club mm -hmm. there is a 
brash, cartoony, uh, oil barony Texan guy, of course, because there's always a brash, uh, Texasy oil barony person at any gambling den of stereotypes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just a requirement. Yep. And so he's there, but it's, he's kind of sweet, but except that he ke- keeps calling Jennifer a little lady and being kind of, well, he's not as gross as some people are to Jennifer on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. but he's not awesome. So we already think there's something wrong with him beyond him being a jerk. There's just too much of him, right? Mm -hmm. And then he is later throughout the episode, he has followed them back to Los Angeles and is driving around behind them in a gigantic car. Um, They get involved in a car chase, all this stuff. And he is yelling into his mobile phone about how he has their license plate number, but he needs to know where they live or get their phone number. So it turns out, of course, adorably and unexpectedly, and so therefore kind of brilliantly, that he just actually believes that Jennifer Hart is just Lady Luck personified, yeah. and he <laughs> is trying to find her in order to, and he asks her when he does track her down, courtesy of Max, who he knows from the circuit, apparently, that he just wants her to come with him to his next big a gambling event and give him good luck. Yep. And he'll split the winnings 50 <laughs> 50, which is great. Yeah. But anyway, he I asks that was her. Genius. He confronts them in the most threatening way possible oh, <laughs> by they come home from, they come home from a gunfight, right? It's this, and he's in their they living come room home from watching someone get murdered. Yeah. And he's in their living room. Oh, the Baron gets shot. And he's oh, no, a, they come back from the helicopter thing? No, no, that's no, the very end. No, this is like the oh. middle, sort of. Uh, he, they come home from like a gun battle, and he's holding a gun on them, standing in their living room, and then just continues to point the gun at them and says something vaguely threatening. I can't remember exactly, but it wasn't a friendly greeting. It was like, oh, hey, how's it going? It was like, now I've got you, or something yeah. like that. And points a gun. And points a gun at them, and then it turns out that the gun is a lighter. Yeah, <laughs> which, and he says... Oh, this is a silly, silly little cigar lighter. I thought it was cute. (laughs) (laughs) Did either of you immediately think that if they redid this episode, it should be Will Ferrell playing Waco the Texan? (laughs) I did. Yeah, that that does make sense. Yeah, that's all I. That guy (laughs) was a million percent. Yes, free Will Ferrell. Will he was? Uh, And there's a moment when Max comes in and greets the guy while he has a gun on the hearts and so you think like sort of for a glimmer of a second is it's like is max betraying them like i think that's sort <laughs> yeah, of what this is the moment yeah i know it's also the moment <laughs> when the, there's they tried to scare us by killing jonathan and jennifer <laughs> yes <laughs> <There's>, like <laughs> like right. they're gonna kill either of them off <laughs> uh, it's cute and now we know max's uh gambling one of his gambling uh circuit nicknames which is nevada Nevada. yes i love that but here is um what to me is a fun fact to eric you may find this fun fact the actor that plays waco slash the texan uh once uh guested on an episode of that's right eight is enough oh yay Mm. (laughs) was he the plate so He, I don't, it, I think it's an episode where he plays the man that eats 
too many of the homemade wishes <laughs> off of the plate on the kitchen <laughs> windowsill. And then, you know. He was the wish eater. The wish eater. Scary, yeah. <laughs> it was the scariest episode of He Aids murders enough. them in their dreams. <laughs> the, wish, the wish eater. It's that Clive Barker directed <laughs> episode of Aids Enough. It is enough. The wish eater. Wish eater. <laughs> the wish eater. Homemade eight wishes. Eight is never enough. Wish eater general. <laughs> yeah. And then they all end up in the suburbs. Jim McCrell. They all end up in cubicles working corporate jobs. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So once they get home with their suitcase full of Monopoly money, which they would have had to spend so much money on (laughs) Monopoly games. It's like a million dollars worth of Monopoly money. So it's pretty much the same thing. (laughs) That would be thousands of dollars worth of monopoly boards <laughs> unless you had some kind of like totally. wholesale connection <laughs> to the monopoly money printing factory also was there a time that monopoly money was the same size as as currency oh i don't know i had so many problems with the with the uh the gambling moment well one i had this this i loved jennifer very clearly hated every single person at the roulette table and that was delightful to me. Like everyone that talked to her, she was like, fuck you. Yeah. She just glared at everyone and was like, please get away from me. Please stop talking to me. That lady calls her a twit. Yep. What, like, what the fuck? Yeah. There's a bad vibes. Very at that table. bad vibes. Very, very bad vibes. But then like all the, she, she helps this guy win all this money. Then is immediately whisked away to the manager's office where he gives her a suitcase. He's like, We've converted it to dollars. Oh, yeah. Which I'm like, how? And why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> what? And no. They had a million American dollars yeah. just it- laying around. <laughs> that would like bankrupt a, a gambling house yeah. for one. But it's also like, what are you doing? Also, I think the pound, I don't think the pound and the dollar at that time were equal. No. I think that they were, I think the pound was a little stronger. Definitely not equal. <laughs> yeah. And, and still not equal. Correct. Um, I know that they have Monopoly in the UK, like it's been licensed to the UK in the past. But my one of my thoughts was like, where's somebody coming up with Monopoly money? But maybe it's more popular. But then it just made me think that all the people around that roulette table were more like the characters from Clue or Cluedo. Mm. We're going like full Brit mm. or whatever. <laughs> um, I just... Yeah, that was confusing. I also realized that I don't necessarily understand roulette. Have either of you ever sat and and <sighs> played a game of roulette once, in a casino? Once, and I I thoroughly did not enjoy it, and was like, I, I this is too many too many uh, options to remember with the corners and the columns and the blah blah blah. It, yeah, none of it was cool to me. Yeah. So I. I've never played roulette, but I don't really, I don't really get down with casinos in general. Um, so Baron von Angry Face, like <laughs> he puts thirty thousand pounds on. Is it fifteen? Is our fine the final one? That's winner? the final one. Yeah. Yeah. So he puts thirty thousand pounds on fifteen black, mm-hmm. and then he wins. A sum that is a that is a million pounds. Mm-hmm. How does roulette work, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I does, don't. Is know. that really how it works? Like you can have enough enough things happening that 
I or does it do does the money that everybody else loses play into it? I guess I just don't understand and I don't know why I'm talking to you like you invented that <laughs> right now. I don't know. I just have a lot of questions and I, I should have just looked at the internet, but I didn't. I just <laughs> am openly expressing some confusion about how that happened. And usually I don't do that one, but because the odds on uh getting a winning number, the a single number mm-hmm. are thirty seven to one. So if you mm-hmm. put down thirty 30,000 of it's anything mm. your your payout is 1,110,000. Wow. Damn. Excellent. That's And I did answer. all that in my Thank head. Thank you. Yeah. Prove me wrong. That's true. Uh, you are gifted. <laughs> you, I, you are I'm, gifted. <laughs> I can't prove that you are looking at your phone's calculator right now, so I'm not going to yes. try. <laughs> but when they get home with the fake money and they're totally unfazed by any of it which I loved and they get the phone call from uh, who they dubbed the King of Marvin Gardens, which also cracked me up. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> he was sitting with a strawberry parfait or a strawberry sundae, which I was like, that mm-hmm. looks so good. Oh, yeah. And then until <laughs> he puts a cigar out in it. And yeah. I was like, no, you're the villain. Yeah. You're, <laughs> how dare you ruin that ice cream? <laughs> you asshole. Right. If you if you didn't know that something was up with Baron Von Angry Face, <laughs> you knew it then. I I was more like, is it ice cream or is it like yogurt or something? What time of day is it? Yeah, like I just had a lot of questions about that. <laughs> Hot on the heels of my roulette lack, like profound lack of roulette understanding, was just confusion. Uh, disproportionate to the significance of the cigar being put out <laughs> yes. in your own dessert. Mm-hmm. Is it your dessert though, or is it breakfast? Or are you a baron who's having breakfast, like dessert for breakfast? Yeah. I don't know. I just, just like a, every scene was just filling me with questions, except maybe probably any scenes that I should have really been questioning. Do we take the London Los Angeles time difference into account when he's eating his his strawberry sundae? Oh, <laughs> we do. Well, that would make sense. So, oh, okay. You had roulette but, and parfait confusion. God. Just French confusion overall. French confusion. <laughs> who is the? That's the name of the quartet French that's playing confusion. our wedding. <laughs> um, that Baron looked like one of those stub-nosed cats became human, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking that about oh. him. Oh, <laughs> which is like a cute look, I think, <laughs> especially when he eats whipped cream. Oh God, <laughs> those eyes those eyes mm. um those are parfait slash sunday destroying <laughs> eyes parfait, parfait deflating uh the hearts have new robes oh they, they do, do. Mon- new monogram new monogram robes Ooh. with with fabulous collars oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> popped collars similar but not identical mm-hmm. i love that there was they a robe fight uh, when when oh yeah croupier slash Arthur Detective Sergeant Arthur Roman uh, breaks into their house <laughs> yeah. because he's from Scotland Yard, uh, so he just decides to break into someone's house. Um, they In get caught a by the police, no less. Correct. Yeah. They get caught by the police, and the police just let them go because they're from Scotland Yard. Which yeah. that's not how that works. No. But whatever. And heart the hearts heart. immediately just trust them. <laughs> totally. And they have, they have tea with them. Yeah. Oh my God! Shall I play mother? <laughs> oh yeah, shall I play mother? <laughs> <laughs> little Ben, Cat Daddy asks if he should play mother. Cat Daddy plays mother with Little Ben. Yeah, that's so the, the that's the actual title of this episode. <laughs> Cat Daddy plays mother. <laughs> the reason they 
broke into the Hart's home and stole that briefcase, which they knew had fake money in it, was to tempt out the Baron, right? Is That's what they said, I think. I think so. That's the point of not not just telling them that they're working with that they're Scotland Yard and like I think the idea <laughs> was that they were trying to get well wait what, so what was the deal their plan we we never got to discuss their plan no not really which which I'm kind of confused about but let's see <laughs> so the plan Arthur Arthur Detective Sergeant Arthur Roman's plan was to get he had he already had the million pounds slash dollars from the gambling establishment mm-hmm. in London. He then wanted to get a million dollars from the Hearts to tease out the Baron, who they would then arrest. No, he purposefully gave the Baron his gun. He, he, you know, yes. remember he's calling the phone yes. and he like reveals his hip holster to the Baron yes. so that the Baron would grab it, which was full of blanks so that he could then shoot and frame the Baron. But, but the Baron was bad, right? He was, that's what I'm confused. The with. Baron was bad. So we should, none of us established that the Baron is legitimately being investigated by Scotland Yard. Right. By these two agents. There's an, Ongoing investigation into the Baron's money laundering activities. That's right. So they're saying that he is taking millions of dollars at this point um, out of the UK and laundering (laughs) it in the United States. And so he's using people like Jennifer Hart as his mules. But they were trying to discover his laundering methods. And they suspected that he was going to use an innocent American, which is exactly. That's, that's how they presented that whole thing. And so, that's why Arthur helped him win at roulette at the beginning to give him a bunch right. of money to then it's, see what he would do with it. It's the setup. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the British government slash Scotland Yard has provided the million pounds, which Arthur stole. Yeah. Yes. And killed the Baron to, I guess. Arthur has stolen both, both briefcases of money are stolen by Arthur mm-hmm. well, the second when he attempts to steal it yeah. and he grabs the wrong case. Mm-hmm. It seems like the, the best money laundering scam in this whole thing is, ha- is having a casino in London <laughs> say you won a million pounds and then give you a million US dollars. <laughs> yeah, that seems like they <laughs> then they're, they're clearing a cool mill. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 at least. Yeah, yeah. they're clearing 500,000 pounds off of that. So yes. it's, that's that a great point. Plan. Like mid, <laughs> mid 80s, I'm guessing that it would be three and a half times that much mm. in American money or more, four or five. I'm guessing between three and five. Yeah, in 2000, I think the pound was, a, was $2. Wait, did we answer your question about the plot, though? Was yes, that basically yes, the plot? That, oh, that, sorry. That, yeah, that totally, the plot. I that totally answered my question. Um, that, but again, the plot was kind of secondary to the action. And convoluted as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that, I thought that was great because it was, it was they want to give so you a bunch of red herrings, intentionally convoluted. Like, yeah. I, I, I appreciated it. I appreciated yeah. the extra characters. I appreciated the, mm-hmm. the red herring. And, and I constantly didn't trust, trust any of the British guys. Uh, the the older Scotland Yard guy who had the crazy laugh when he was interviewing the Hearts at their little cute outdoor cafe. 
<laughs> oh yeah. The Scotland Yard guy, the the officer and the Baron are so similar. Yes. The older Scotland guy, Yard guy who asks if he should be mommy. Yes. Is the one that looks like a cat <laughs> to me. Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't remember what the Baron looks like at all. <laughs> the, the same with with lighter hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I may have thought they were the same person at one point watching the episode too, which was extra confusing. I thought they were the same. I thought when he, when the Scotland Yard guy came up to them in the cafe, yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought, oh, he, he's undi- he's dyed his hair and he's in disguise. <laughs> yeah. Like not a very convincing disguise. Which I guess but- <laughs> is either really good or really bad casting on the part of the show because <laughs> it's like, do you want these two characters to be so similar that you get them confused or do you not want them to be? I think I anything know. to confuse the audience is, yeah. a, is a bonus. Yes. Which it, I do. It, it did work a lot better in this episode. The like <laughs> yeah. convolution and confusion. It felt more purposeful. I, I wasn't confused between those two mm. British men of the similar age and big and blue or bluish green eyes feline um, features. i think because because <laughs> the one the the uh inspector hegland had the most entrancing uh finger waved looking hair <laughs> and the baron kind of scared me a little bit <laughs> so that's how i differentiate i guess <laughs> but yeah um the plot is full of twists and turns yeah. Um there's this season we don't just have cops going rogue that the hearts have to figure out that they're cops in the most bizarre fashion, but there's also just it's like everyone's getting paid by the car chase or something. Yeah. There's so <laughs> many epic car chases. Even when you think there will not be an epic car chase. I have a question for the two of you since you live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um what road is that road that they're always using for the heart to heart crazy car chases? What is that road that always has pickup trucks coming from the other direction yeah. or construction <laughs> at that exact same bend? I think it's what road is it? Mulholland Drive, I think. Sometimes it is Mulholland Drive, but this time that we got to see a street sign that said it was Elysian mm-hmm. Park, Elysian Park Road, which is now Vin Scully. What? Yeah, so that actually makes sense. Yeah, um, for that time for it to be Elysian Park Road because it is very. Uh, I have been on Elysian Yeah, Park. it's circuitous. Mm-hmm. It's circuitous, and it's it's also very verdant. Like it's trees and and shrubbery and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's not a lot of at that time. It wouldn't have been a lot of buildings or homes. But yeah, I think they shoot those probably just some street up from whatever studio. What studio did they shoot this at? I would assume it was Paramount. Paramount. Yeah, yeah, just like some canyony road. That, the the street that they possible. constantly <laughs> drive up and down. Like every episode, they, there's a shot of them driving down what i believe is wilshire <laughs> mm-hmm. uh near the paramount studios so that's that makes sense yeah it was exciting to see an actual street sign though from like really near where we live yeah very close to us <laughs> um why was that restaurant so windy <laughs> <laughs> out of the entire scene was adr because of all the wind yeah. There's a fountain too that they were sitting right next to, just not where you want to be in the wind. <laughs> they're all going to get Giardia from all the fountain water blowing. <laughs> the legionnaires, they're going to get yeah. <laughs> gross. The uh, yeah, the the location scout for that episode was fired immediately after that. <laughs> yeah. I guess you can't control the weather, but that was like almost too much wind to be shooting. It was, I thought like an umbrella was going to fall on them or something. It's a little, it was a little violent. Followed by a whole lot of rain at the Hart's house. Yeah. 
Oh, that was so great. What's better than when the when the power goes out? Mm-hmm. There were some. Did you think there were some spooky moments this episode? Yes, mm-hmm. there was just like this weird little spooky pause, just a spooky interlude, mm-hmm. <laughs> which um, I appreciated. I was like, this episode's like Christmas. It's just jam packed with everything. Yeah, <laughs> this episode has virtually everything, mm-hmm. uh, including more of the Hearts' new home. So yeah, we we've mm-hmm. talked about this already that the season four Heart home has. Uh, exploded it's it's much bigger mm-hmm. and it has a lot of more features their living room now has a spiral staircase which i loved mm. uh mm-hmm. and their bathroom yeah giant <laughs> jacuzzi bathtub did you think it was giant because i thought that's kind of a small tub for two people i guess so yeah you're right now that i look at it like i'm just seeing their their legs are inter- either intertwined or <laughs> <Yeah>. they're standing <laughs> they're standing up <laughs> <laughs> it's a really tall tub. They're standing in a miniature foam party. It's mm-hmm. the Ibiza tub. <laughs> I my perception, and this may just be more about our actual sizes relative to the world. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think it was a massive tub, but I did think it was a bigger than average bathtub. Yeah, yeah. But but reminder, I haven't had a, my own bathtub now for. Three years, three and a half years, um, and I may no longer be able to gauge what a normal bathtub is, tub size, sizes. or anything else about it. I know enough. I've retained enough knowledge and memory base to know that they were in a bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, but I thought, oh, it's not as big a bathtub as you would think the hearts might have, but they're at home. Like, they're not, mm-hmm. you know. You don't have your own bathtub. Do you have a shared bathtub, though, <laughs> in the alley? <laughs> Is there uh, a bathtub at the Museum of Glass that you can just <laughs> use yeah. whenever you want? <laughs> I got a little distracted in the tub scene, not because of the sexiness, but because at one point, Jennifer pulls a rubber ducky from below the surface of the water, which is physically insane. That a rubber duck, like what was that stuck underneath? Yeah, first her of all, butt or like- I guess. <laughs> and then she blames Freeway for it. Yeah, which is just like, can you imagine if there was a rubber duck in our tub and I blamed Boba for putting it there? Like, just how insane it would be for a dog <laughs> to carry a rubber duck to a tub and then put it in the tub. This is like that kind of. It was like one of the lines that just blew my mind. Like, where? What is the writer's view of the world that this was like a thing that they thought? was like a charming moment. I just don't understand at all. It's just so many levels of like pet cuteness. What the fuck? But why would Freeway I put a rubber there duck must be, in the tub? I thought there must be a confusing um dirty joke that I just didn't understand there somewhere. Um it, she kind of delivers it that way. Maybe maybe the person that wrote it has a cat. Yeah. Because putting stuff in random places does seem like a cat-like activity yes or a very special sort of dog which mm-hmm. freeway is a special sort of dog but um i was just more like how would you be sitting on that thing and not know it yes yeah. <laughs> they're just <laughs> was kind of my thing and then again i'm like oh i wish i had a bathtub <laughs> i could sit on things and find out later <laughs> it's a real like um Tommy Wazow, yeah. uh, Neil, sorry, everybody. Neil Breen. Yeah, that's line. why. Yeah, I'm not writing my own dirty jokes. 
for a living by any means. It's just like a line written by somebody who doesn't fully understand humans. Like it's an yeah. alien. Or It's just like rubber ducks, dog. Yeah. <laughs> let's it, combine all these I, things it's, it's just so, a cheap joke it's I, so funny I just can't imagine a dog ever going willingly into a bathtub yeah water or no water no and I'm not knowing that a rubber duck is in the tub with <laughs> maybe the focus groups for the show just wanted more freeway I think that's so right just a lot more freeway mm. sprinkled liberally throughout there is a lot more freeway yeah, yeah that's there true is. there was quite a bit violently at the end I know they threw everybody him out of that everybody loves freeberg <laughs> <laughs> freeberg sorry wayberg wayberg <laughs> <laughs> why did he throw him onto the monopoly board at the end to that was so rude and it was the sound effect was like so violent i was <laughs> kind of mad at jonathan what do you mean sorry that's that's reality that's cinema verite <laughs> yeah that's true dog abuse <laughs> oh my god but then freeway barks at the end so then it's funny mm-hmm. kind of Kinda. I don't know. The bathtub scene, it was just like, wow, that's, again, it just speaks to the whole, it always goes back to when the hearts are in Hawaii and it's like, oh, dead person. Oh, this room is so yeah. beautiful. <laughs> right. Like, it's just like, wait, that guy gave, entrusted me with a million dollars rather randomly. And then we got home and the million dollars was gone. And then he called me. And it sounded like he was about to eat a parfait or something, but then he got kind of weird and, you know, like, uh, but nobody has any stress. Like the hearts have zero stress on it. They're just like, they're not taking that bath to relax. They're already relaxed and they're in that bath. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, I think I would be walking back and forth, wringing my hands and freaking out about how baron von angry face is gonna come slip my throat because (laughs) i was dumb enough to agree to take his briefcase of money and then that george guy who is supposedly our friend and runs the kensington club or the kc as i call it that he (laughs) seems totally cool with it like oh no Mm. that guy's on the up and up and it's Mm. just like what in the hell is happening i know that that anxiety has no place in the heart to heart of us really but sometimes there is anxiety in the heart to heart of us and so i was just having this moment where i'm like wow, they're really kicking it mm-hmm. on this briefcase of fake money or stolen briefcase scenario. Mm-hmm. Like the rubber duck is not the biggest problem right now, Jennifer. I know. I had more stress watching the episode than she felt the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I was stressed out about that money. That that Something like that would be so stressful to go through that you've lost a million dollars of somebody's money. That's something that I'm noticing this season that I that I kind of appreciate actually is that there there is a a kind of breezy attitude with mm-hmm. the hearts now where they aren't very mm-hmm. bothered by anything. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like they're so used to this now. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, I do oh, like. Whatever. I like it too. Yeah. It's it it's somehow I don't know. It it like allows me to just go with the the wacky plot. Yeah. When there isn't a it's, moment of gravitas. <laughs> it's, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, I guess I just lighten up, Ellen. <laughs> um, I just, <laughs> I just always projecting the darkness and the anxiety, you know, because in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking like, ooh, what if the wardrobe opens and a ghost comes out <laughs> or something like that? But yeah, it's true. It's definitely, 
a tonal shift that yeah. works well and that is really consistent with this season. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it hits the mark. I mean, you're absolutely right. I, I can totally see that. There's like this bubbliness to it. But one thing that I really noticed with this episode in particular that we've seen, you know, throughout the show, but it's kind of comes and goes. But in this episode, it really jumped out at me, which is just at this point, like the ease between the two actors beyond the characters, like there's just this synergy between just the most casual actions. Like, okay, so Jennifer, maybe this bears talking about separate of what I'm about to say, but okay, when Jennifer is unconscious at the yeah. bottom of the stairs, when the power <laughs> um, I feel like I was too damaged to even th- try and throw that into my minute max because it just erased it from my mind and now I'm confronting it. Mm-hmm. But that said, the moment that I'm I'm actually trying to talk about unsuccessfully is when Max brings the aspirin and while Jennifer's sitting there, um, Jonathan is just opening it up and putting it in his hand and like offering it to her. And there's something about that. It's like, I think Eric, you had this feeling about when um, after the most horrific uh, <laughs> country music lady party at the heart's <laughs> house, Hayrific. when Jonathan takes Jennifer's boots off, yeah, mm-hmm. and you were really struck by the intimacy of that moment and how it was so sweet and loving and whatever. And I think this that moment, I don't know if the two of you picked up on that at all, mm-hmm. but it really like just gelled for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, into this thing where it's like that's a couple, like that's a married couple. That's the kind of ease and and mm-hmm. you know doing things for each other. Just that you know, and they're physically very close, and that's happening, and it's just seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, it really struck me. But that said, okay, so Jennifer like screams. She screams twice, right? She screams. She does her classic Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> And then the gun goes off, and she screams. And I think in my memory, there's like another short scream. Uh, Am I thinking that right? I, like I only remember longer scream, and then I thought I heard a shorter scream. I don't know, but maybe it was Freeway playing with the rubber duck. Yeah, quite possibly. It was Max. It was Freeberg. <laughs> Freeberg. Uh, it was. It was Nevada. But what was the shorter scream? You think her falling down the stairs? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she screamed the whole way down. <laughs> uh, no, <it's, laughs> there's a. <laughs> I was sort of surprised by the scream. She doesn't usually scream. Uh, no, no, she yeah, like yeah. She, she yells Jonathan, and she, but she's not usually like screaming her head off yes. about anything else ever. Totally. For example, when your husband um, runs pell mell towards a helicopter oh and God. jumps onto the mm-hmm. uh, whatever the landing gear, and then climbs into it, and off they go, like pit, bucking and pitching. Uh, over downtown Los Angeles and they keep cutting back to Jennifer and she is just silent and staring up yeah. at mm-hmm. the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, just watching. And I just, I because I had had the thought like, oh wow, Jennifer screamed. I think she screamed twice that I was like, wait, it's true. Jennifer doesn't scream. Mm-hmm. She does not scream. Mm-hmm. She is legitimately like her mouth, was her mouth even open? <laughs> I don't I mean, think so. To me, that speaks, so speaks more to the school of Jonathan jumps on moving shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a merry-go-round. It's a, it's a car. It's a bike. It's a luggage thing. Like, mm-hmm. whatever it is that's moving, Jonathan jumps on it. So maybe mm-hmm. Jonathan's like a cat. Jonathan would leave the rubber duck in the bathtub. 
There, I figured it out, John. There we go. Jonathan did it. We so we've solved it. I did. <laughs> all right, I, I gotta go, you guys. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> this interview is over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did. That moment did feel a lot more oh, realistic <laughs> because of her screaming. It felt very way more scary and realistic to me. Like, well, and we got that freeze frame of her lifeless body yeah. at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> but that I, you kind of already know, nothing's wrong. But like, Jonathan, <laughs> we were both like, "Ooh, she's dead!" <laughs> yeah, oh, they killed Jennifer. Ooh, she dead. <laughs> she she cuts, dead. It's like ten years later, and he's yeah. remarried to somebody else <laughs> <laughs> named Jennifer. It's it turns into vertigo. Yeah. Did you catch when they said, meet, in, meet you in Acapulco one week from today? <laughs> I did. <laughs> then I had this thing where I was like, are they a couple? Like I got mm-hmm. kind of got couple vibes. Yeah. I did too. When, yeah. The, with Maybe the Brits? It, who, with, was, who said um, that? Baron Von Angry Face and yeah. Arthur. Just like oh. the way that they were kind of, mm-hmm. it felt romantic. a little, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I could see it. But well, I mean, but they were double crossed. They were in on the it, like the Baron believed him to be in on yeah. on the grift. So yeah. that so would maybe. have made right. Yeah, I mean that's possible. Mm. I think I think Arthur could do better. Well, yeah. But... <laughs> well, yeah. It's a... but hey, no, I'm not king shaming anybody. It's a like, sugar if, mother. If that's your thing, <laughs> if you like pan face cat man, <laughs> maybe there was just something about the way he said Acapulco that it wasn't give me like. Shawshank meet me in Mexico vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it gave me, you know, I don't know. There was just something well, like a little. It's also like. It a- gave you Shawshank prison rape. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's kind of a romantic oh. place to meet, isn't it? Isn't Acapulco yeah. like a touristy romance destination? It's, it also <laughs> seems like it's not the place that you would want to like abscond to in a criminal sense like it's oh. where tourists are <laughs> yeah like yeah. Zawataneo seems a little bit better <laughs> you wanna well you yeah Arthur definitely has a type then if that's <laughs> yeah he does. he sure does he loves uh, a he British likes, mother <laughs> he likes a particularly mommy British guy mommy, yeah uh he doesn't though, because he's fed up with those arrogant motherfuckers mm, or whatever he says. Not That's, taking their shit anymore. No, just their money. Yep. <laughs> he's like, you arrogant motherfucker, I'm almost gonna zip this suitcase closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When the detectives after they shoot the Baron, which seemed I don't know why it seemed extra violent to sh- to shoot somebody on camera right in front of our eyes. For some reason, this one just or hit. it just felt like America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know what it was. I, maybe we haven't seen anyone shot in a long time, or have we? Um, on camera in front of the heart's eyes. When I mean, was the last murder? Deaths, when was the last murder that we saw? Was it Hawaii? The monk drop. <laughs> the monk drop. <laughs> monk drop. <laughs> Operation monk drop. <laughs> Where she had to bathe to get the blood. Boom! The monk drop. Chunks of skull off her face. <laughs> And brain. Is that the Dalai Lama setting of your lamp? Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Eastern promises. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great lamp setting. <laughs> well, murder this this time we had a poisoning last episode. So yeah. for season season four, we had a poisoning and we had off camera mm. murders in um on a bed of hearts. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the violent murders have been off camera for a while. I do too. I don't, well, we haven't seen anyone 
be shot in a while, I don't think. It just surprised me extra. It kind of, see, I just didn't buy it. Because, okay, so when Arthur says, hey, look at how nice my jeans, my uh, pants fit to the Baron when he's (laughs) using the phone. Is that... Is that what he said? That's basically what he was doing. It was like he <laughs> yeah. just brushed his jacket aside to say, like, look how good my butt looks in these yeah, pants. Yeah. Uh, oh, and there's a gun. <laughs> the, it was such an obvious, like, here, take the gun. <laughs> yeah. And the gun was filled with blanks. Uh-huh. We find out later. Mm-hmm. I still, uh-huh. I thought Clever the entire father. thing was a pageant. I thought, I thought all, everyone British in this is just scamming the hearts. Like, I thought so too. But, but then I, then I realized like, well, the hearts don't have anything in on this. Like there's, <laughs> they haven't asked the hearts for money. They haven't like gotten anything from them that they, yeah. that would make this make any sense. Yeah. But it just all seemed pageanty. It did for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then when it was summing up, when, uh, <laughs> when dude is tied up on the, on the hotel bed <laughs> and gagged uh-huh. while Arthur like gives the villain speech. Uh, uh, I was like, "Oh, this is it! Like, this is this is how this is playing out." Weird. Yeah, the double cross, mm. and then he doesn't even kill him. Well, I guess the hearts burst in before he has a chance, right? Yeah, yeah the happens. hearts got there so fast. Yeah. Really. Oh, oh, yeah. The hearts on their way to the hotel mm-hmm. when they get pulled over by the motorcycle <gasps> oh cop. God. Oh my uh, god! She's pregnant. Yeah. And such a great Jennifer moment. just like leans. Leans down to <laughs> yeah. her stomach stick out. Like puffs out her cheeks. <laughs> that was that was a great that was funny. I that was, was genuinely really, funny. Which yeah. is like just a little little thin to be pregnant. And her regular cops, weight is 85 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And then the cop says, Okay, follow me. And Jonathan just takes off yeah. and goes Wacky. to the hotel. Yes. Jumps to the car and he's like, This isn't a hospital. You can't have a baby here or something. And Jonathan yeah. says, We're doing the Hilton method. Yeah. <laughs> So that all, I I found all of that very funny. Yeah, I, I thought it was it. very very it. funny. I had a weird moment with the agents from Scotland Yard having firearms, even though of course it's like 1984 at that point or something. But just because the it was just surprising to me that he would have not just one gun but two guns. So Correct. that was something that that raised my suspicion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he would yes at this at that point have a a firearm but two yeah two one in his little pant leg sock holster Mm -hmm. yeah that definitely was weird for sure that was an american writer it was yeah that was a little bit yeah like there's there's yeah that was an american trope that's not something that i don't think a scotland yard agent would have multiple handguns on him Hmm. or any in the united states much like our uh interpol research i was like why is it called scotland yard do you know i do not do you know ellen i don't it's because it was the name of the street that the police headquarters were on like in the 1930s i think and so they called it scotland yard and that's just how everybody referred to them and then they moved to a new headquarters also in the 30s or 40s and they just called it new scotland yard new scotland yard yeah (laughs) And it's all districts of London except central London that they are the police for, huh? which is so bizarre. I don't understand how they do that over there. Yeah, I always thought, I always equated them with like the FBI, like they were the British FBI. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, maybe they are more. Hmm. I mean, federal. England is small. We're, <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't seem small, but it is. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, I guess that, that would be as equivalent to, Scotland, to F, the FBI as... Yeah. England could get. Yeah. They also don't 
I don't think they carry lethal weapons there. No. To Ellen's point of them, him having two guns on his, on yeah. his person, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, I guess they're in America, so they're like, we need some fucking guns. But right. well, it's America in 1982. Maybe, yeah. But maybe they're also, I, I don't know what percentage of people working for the Secret Service, what their policy is on firearms or whatever. But of course, we have like a very pop American idea of, you know, the James Bondy mm -hmm. sort of thing, like this MI6 thing or whatever. Everybody has a gun, right? But I think that there's less than, I want to say it's like less than 10% of the police force is trained to use firearms. And I, so I don't think that that statistic is even directly correlated to how many actually carry mm. sidearms mm. which would be amazing here off oh topic but you know imagine if just like a regular everyday cop who's only doing traffic tickets didn't have a lethal weapon on them how many lives would be saved mm -hmm. anyways <laughs> not to get off the topic but i just don't understand why we why they need lethal weapons if they're just doing like traffic tickets and shit like that well very different uh, histories of mm -hmm. the presence of guns in any capacity. That's true. Yeah. Between yeah. Uh, nations there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -mm. It's a, a non combatant policy is clearly one that saves more lives than it costs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm comfortable um, saying that. Off topic or no? I'll always <laughs> be comfortable saying that. <laughs> do we want to talk about the fashions? I, I guess we kind of already did. I I do. Well, I didn't get to talk about uh, Jennifer. So Jennifer looked great this episode. I thought she, mm -hmm. I this episode I was like the fashions back. Um, not for Jonathan. Hair game strong. Hair game Hair is game strong. So strong. Mm -hmm. Even but in the wind. Jen yeah, Jennifer's uh, mm -hmm. like chainmail knit sweater that she was wearing at the little ca windy cafe. Mm -hmm. Was so good. The little windy cafe little, by little the giant civic fountain. Yeah. Little Wendy's. We call it little Wendy's. Come and <laughs> come enjoy Wendy's. <laughs> Welcome to she, Los Angeles. <laughs> have the Legionnaire burger. She did uh, look fantastic in that scene, though. I love that. I love that sweater. She looked great. Mm -hmm. And then she's wearing a really great suit after that. And she had that uh small herringbone patterned that jacket fitted, yeah it was fabulous yeah. houndstooth coat yeah houndstooth yes she oh god she looked great the and i like the coffee filter jacket i thought it was like really mm -hmm. um a statement piece like i'm in london yeah she kind of looked like a french vampire yes <laughs> the coffee filter jacket is just a classic black tie yeah topper right yeah. like it's just just really Sending out some couture vibes, mm. Night at the Opera vibes. Petticoat. But I actually really loved the um, thing she was wearing under the coffee filter jacket, mm. Um, mm. which was the Angora topper. It's, it was either Angora or a marabou mm. knit short sleeve sweater type top, fitted top with, I don't know if the skirt was, if, I don't know if it was separate or if it was attached. But for me, that was like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's very, very good indeed. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, unlike Jonathan, I like all the tweetiness, all of the things. Yeah. Um, uh, Arthur looked great and everything. His, uh, his suits were very well cut and his, uh, his croupier uniform was, was fetching. 
could look into his, his, his AC logo. His broken <laughs> his break into house uniform was especially quite attractive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. Uh, I I think uh, he looked great fighting Jonathan in a robe. I love a robe fight. We got a little flash of thigh from yep, Jonathan. Little, little thigh. I was like, that robe stays shut. Yeah, tape down. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually like it doesn't even open. It's it's a slip on. Yeah. It's like caftan style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that means it's time. Or pick your poke. Ellen. Ellen starts. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Mm. Um, I would a million percent go on a date with the Texan. Mm. Waco, <laughs> Waco. Yeah, <laughs> he was kind of cute. I, I I did think he was adorable when he said, "Oh, this is just a cigar ladder." I thought it was cute. That was cute. <laughs> that just was that the sincerity. There's this very charming. I forgave <laughs> his little ladiness instantly. I like that he took no for an answer uh, when Jennifer yeah. when Jennifer said, uh, "If I'm the lucky one, what do I need you for?" And he goes, "Oh yeah." I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like really well his, done. His uh, suit was also very well uh, tailored and fitted. Oh, my God. And his Even fucking car. it was light blue. His light blue. Also light blue. Gigantic oh, yeah. car with those hideous hubcaps. Mm, I don't remember that. Oh, my that God. Car. It was a, a big car, even by heart to heart. Yeah. <laughs> 80 standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a that's giant <laughs> car. A an Elysian Park Drive blocking sized car. <laughs> that's the kind of car that you win on press your luck and like it bankrupts you. <laughs> um, well, you could go on a shish kebab or fondue date yeah. <laughs> so that there's still some poking involved. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, corn dogs or corn what do- else could you, just bring your own mustard. Yeah. Pokey foods. Uh, Arthur, Detective Sergeant Arthur Roman can mm. get it today, tomorrow, yesterday, mm. whenever he did now. But uh, oh, he is? yeah, oh. Uh, but yeah, damn, he was fine. And when he when he showed up, I was like, that the coupier can get it. I wrote down in my notes, <laughs> the guy running <laughs> the guy running the roulette table is might be my poke, like <laughs> immediately. And then of course he ends up being the not only the villain but. The hottest guy in the episode, and yeah. the hottest guy in in ep- episodes, like many episodes. Uh, mine started off as Arthur, mm-hmm. and then it. I was like, wait, what about his partner? <laughs> He's got a mustache. Oh god! I, <laughs> no. you know, like hosted that idea for a moment, and then it when Waco took his hat off, I was like, it's Waco, ah. the Texan. For me as well. <gasps> there you go. So Ellen and I agree on a poke. <laughs> the, maybe the first time ever. <laughs> Since, uh, Since Tony. I, I'm like, Tony, I'm, Tony, Tony. Look on my face right now is, Je- is Jennifer yeah. looking at the helicopter. Just flat. Fight. Yeah. It's like no emotion. Looking up silent. Yeah. <laughs> there, he, there he goes again. <laughs> She's so over him jumping wow. in vehicles. Yeah, Waco is so cute. <laughs> yeah, he was adorable. Yeah. When he took his head off. <laughs> but yeah, but Arthur. Oh. Yeah. Definitely. God, just dreamy. Really, just really, dreamy. Really, really good looking. Yeah. Well, does anybody have any other notes? He looks like Aaron Eckhart. That's my other note. <laughs> he does have an Eckhartian vibe, but he's English, oh. which makes him instantly more attractive. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, Aaron Eckhart. Maybe that's why that guy looked familiar to me. Although I think I probably had seen him in some of his other 80s adventures. That guy was on Falcon Crest. Yeah. (laughs) Of Um, course he was. He was also in Jaws 3. (laughs) (laughs) He was? Jaws 3D, yeah. Oh. Uh, I don't know why, but when... So I think after the Baron gets shot, the older detective dude is like asking Jennifer if she'll go meet with somebody or I mean, no, no, this must've been before, I guess. Right. Oh, when, when he's saying, go meet with the Baron, go meet with the Baron. And then he says, that's sporting of you. And I don't know why, (laughs) I don't know why I really liked that. That's, that's sporting of you. (laughs) They were really playing up the like Britishisms in that whole scene. It was, it was a little obnoxious. (laughs) I loved, I don't know. Shall I play mother? I think I might start saying so sporting. I, <laughs> I'm going to start saying, shall I play mother? Yeah. I always love it when there's a joke about somebody putting a shit ton of sugar into anything they're drinking. I don't know why I find that hilarious, but I do. <laughs> when they're just watching it. Every, when he's just like spinning the sugar and everybody's just like, mm. <laughs> yes. which is, I don't see it as any kind of weird shaming necessarily. I just think it's funny. Yeah. Just like a weird, it's like weird, a character developer. Pause. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's just like that, guys. That might be weird. <laughs> In case you didn't notice. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh. I want to say the intros for Heart to Heart episodes, I think, are just so good. And I like the little music cue with just shots of London. Mm-hmm. It really gets you so excited to sit down and watch an episode of Heart to Heart. They do those so well. I don't know. I've never really noticed them. I don't know why I noticed this one so much. I mean, I always notice them. They're always great. Yeah. Like the food. I remember the food from uh, the the cooking episode and I think the first season. What was that called? Or there's just like food on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Like, they, they do such a great job with these little edited intros and they're kind of long. <laughs> just like really good music. The food one was is insanely long. The food one is super long. Where I love it's like that. they're just cruising like the whole deli counter yeah. or something. And yeah. then it was yeah. on a TV screen. Yes. <laughs> Which yes, made it even yeah. better. <laughs> but they really oh, just... Oh, I miss, I miss that Pauline. Pauline who um, looks directly at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Like in the lens. <laughs> Can we talk... I don't actually know what if I have anything more to say than simply this. British American Trading Company? Yeah. <laughs> 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 BATC. Let's just sit, let's just sit with that. Can we just sit with that for Jonathan's the president of it now? Yeah, Batco. Batco. <laughs> British, British American Trading Company. Uh, okay. Okay. I love uh, how that that's how uh British dude was was found was out. <laughs> yeah. I'm the president lying. of it. <laughs> yeah. What a uh, coincidence. I feel like we mean? haven't we We've said multiple times that Jonathan jumped onto a helicopter because oh, yeah. it's fu- it's funny that he jumped onto he a fucking helicopter. Onto a helicopter. That scene was harrowing. Like yeah. the the shots of the legs with on the landing oh. gear with the mm-hmm. with downtown below were genuinely kind of freaking me out because yeah. I was just like, oh my god. Whatever. And it also, person. like, how is Jennifer not? freaking out but i also was happy that jennifer wasn't freaking out she was too busy tending to the actual helicopter pilot who was knocked out by arthur and (laughs) then thrown into the arms of jonathan (laughs) and who had the most voluminous head of hair sure did (laughs) he kind of looked like if they put an 
extra wig onto Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's. He yeah. was a million percent dressed like post-death Bernie yes. from Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. He, but well done, helicopter pilot. Well done. Also, when he jumps in the helicopter, he's he's. I, I thought he was working with them because he says, go, go, go. And the helicopter pilot starts driving the helicopter. Yeah. And then Arthur punches him out. Yeah. And I was just confused. Who is this helicopter pilot? Is he just the he regular? He was chartered to take him to the airport. Oh, okay. But he was like, "You're not going fast enough. You have to die now." <laughs> well, he was. There well, were. He was like, being chased. So then he was. He, he was just like, took over. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Because the helicopter get pilot would have potential witness. It's a liability. Mm-hmm. Also, the helicopter pilot would have would have uh, probably been ordered to land the helicopter uh, uh, by the police, and he can't have that. Mm-hmm. I'm scared of helicopters. Me too. Me too. They're scary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just freaked out by helicopters. Yeah. I used to think as a kid that maybe they made me think of dragonflies or something. But now I know it's just I'm scared of worrying giant blades and just, yeah, yeah I'm just scared of them. They're weird. They're to be in one seems terrifying to me to be around one seems even more terrifying because those yes. blades yeah, are just going to kill you. Ugh, they're gonna have you planet ever been terror in, you have either of you been in a helicopter <laughs> no, i have not no no I, I went on a little tour of glacier national park which i grew up right next to uh my friend's mm-hmm. mom was kind of loaded so she just spent a bunch of money took us on this tour and it feels like you're just you're in an elevator but then you remember there's nothing it's not attached to anything which i do oh, no. i yeah. do not like that feeling. i don't want to do that you never i never got I, comfortable. yeah i don't, I don't have fear of heights or things like that but helicopters yeah i don't know if it yeah if it's just the exposed mechanics of it or just too many really macabre horror stories Mm -hmm. or there's just i'm afraid of helicopters and so when that scene starts starts i'm just like of course like i'm thrilled because i love it when jonathan jumps on anything that's moving yeah like that's important to me (laughs) yeah and this is epic but at the same time like and I'm just like have this rising panic in the back of my throat as they're filming this helicopter, like pitching around. I'm just like, Oh God, I just have shades of twilight zone. And that scares me. That's, I bet that's a huge part of it is that Vic Morrow thing. I just, it just, ooh, it just yeah. Me. The fucking Vic Morrow shit. Yeah. And, well, and yeah. fucking Kobe. Yeah. Like it's, the scariest part to me is that yeah. like if you're in an airplane and it stops working you're you're not just going to drop out of the sky but if you're in a helicopter and that stops working you're just going to drop out of the sky there's nothing yeah. there's no gliding to the to the surface of the earth you're you're dead basically if it just stops working Ugh. which seems pretty likely based on how much weight it's carrying around <laughs> so i'm i'm kind of scared that the, we in LA there's helicopters constantly buzzing past yeah. our heads and mm-hmm. just that those could just f- fall out of the sky at any moment mm-hmm. feels like a real possibility. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. Well, ratings. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> when we are 100% afraid of helicopters. Yeah. yeah. 10 out of 10. Our Let's... rating for helicopters, are, we rate high on the scale of helicopter fear. I'm not going to go so far as to rate helicopters low because I clearly don't understand aeronautics enough. I haven't been in one. I don't have that. That experience. I don't want to judge the helicopter. I'm just acknowledging that as a podcast, we 
are afraid of helicopters. Yes, we're, we're, I'm fine to come out as anti-helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> I approve this message. I'm, okay I'm okay with those optics. <laughs> but if you were going to rate the episode, Ellen. Say, Ellen, just, <laughs> do, the, I know this is out of left field, but if us. you were going to rate this episode, say like <laughs> zero to five uh, hearts, what, you, what, what would you give it? What do you think you'd do? Is there any rating that is going to make it so I'm forced to be in a helicopter? Because uh, I don't want to give that rating. There much, is not. There's only one that's not okay, going to result in helicopter. Um, I am giving this episode a five. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> For what reason would you say? Where to begin? Hmm. Um, just because it, it is like low-key berserk. <laughs> <laughs> Loki, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little for I think for heart to heartness, it's it's low key berserk. So it's not there's not any of the Benny Hill waka waka ness. Um, like it's not over the top with that. There's, I think honestly, I'm giving it. I'm partly giving it a five just for the Texan. Red herring. Mm-hmm. Even if that's all it there was, brilliant. I it think I I would go all in on that. I appreciate that it's British actors playing British characters. Mm-hmm. I love the cliche gambling den of stereotypes. Um, I like all that. I like the little extras, <laughs> like um, Max's casually tossed off secret gambler name, like uh-huh. just just all of those little things. I love. I like any episode where somebody calls out two hearts. Mm. All of oh, it. Oh yeah. When you it's said just, it, just hmm? when you said you were all in on the Texan, I just imagined you were all at a roulette table and you push all of your chips <laughs> over to a square that has a little Texan cartoon. In it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Except I'll take I'll take my own million pounds yeah yeah um, pounds please yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no i I'll take monopoly money it's a it's a five for me it's just it just like little hints of everything a sprinkling of bond of agatha christie of all the things and then i mean i don't know that i need to say it but i will uh blackout uh yeah. lightning mm-hmm. yeah yeah Spooky moment. Yeah. so five for me five for me erica <sighs> syringe of blood <laughs> <laughs> I so last night I was after the episode I was like that was so great that is probably a four for me and then talking about it I think it's a 4.5 mm. but now I'm trying to think of like why isn't it a five like I really really liked it I yeah. thought it was so funny like legit funny not not wacky stu- silly Zsa Zsa Gabor or Ava Gabor funny um, <laughs> which I gave that episode I gave a 4.5 like oh no I gave it a 4 I gave it a 4 I'm giving this a 4.5 uh, the, and the only reason I'm not giving it a 5 is because it was confusing I guess like they're just the I didn't I didn't fully understand the villains plot I didn't understand the motivation of it Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate being led astray, and I really <laughs> loved. I love the Texan. I'm conflicted. Mm. I'm going to stick with my mm. four point five, and I might revisit. But I love this episode. I think this season fucking rules. My last note is this season rules. Yeah. Aww, that's great. I 
feel like I set myself up to not be believed <laughs> about my ratings because I wanted us to all to like tally all our ratings for the season or the season recaps. And now it's like this little element of competition, but I'm giving this episode a five as well. Oh my God. <laughs> I really loved it. And I feel and Joe are the uh-huh. same now. <laughs> yeah. We're the same. We're the same. Yes. We're merging. I, you know, I don't want it to be, it's a great episode. It's of such a solid episode of heart to heart. It has everything like Ellen said. And it's like, I feel weird because it is, you know, I was rating the last season really low and now I'm rating them really high. So I feel I like, uh, is it me or is it because we changed and we had our little resolutions and now I just want them to be better is or it, is it the ring light? Cause yeah. you're totally <laughs> adjusting from the, the porch of your beach cottage. It's mostly the ring light. I just think the characters are great. It's super memorable. I wasn't bored ever. I was like thrilled throughout. It was just so fun. There were some really funny moments. The good good Jonathan and Jennifer moments, like yeah. the bath and all that stuff. What I love most about the episode, though, is that it's kind of it was kind of a new story structure mm-hmm. where it got resolved about three quarters of the way through. The whole story basically resolved itself, but you know it does it didn't because you obviously there's like yeah. 20 minutes left or something <laughs> of the episode so but i still didn't have any clue what was going to happen i was just so they buried the lead which is what something i've wanted them to do for so long and yeah. they finally are doing that right. more often so yeah. i actually think of that joe whenever there's an episode where they don't show us who is committing mm-hmm. like overtly show us who's committing the crime i'm like oh good yes mm-hmm. yeah joe's gonna be more engaged yes they're not doing that thing yes where they just show you the murderer right off the bat mm-hmm. even though it's a mystery for everybody else in the episode it's like that's so bizarre yeah. to do to me i mean it, yeah and we, obviously there's like been fun episodes of that happening so it's like it's not like a deal breaker but i just love that they i had no idea who it was mm-hmm. the whole time yeah you're scrappy joe you don't like it to come easy yep mm-hmm. Uh, I think I don't think that any of us are are compensating for last season's ratings. Mm-hmm. I think this season is just really it's hit a stride yeah. that it's just it's distilled all of the good stuff into into everything. Like they've really just nailed it. They figured it out. Uh, shit, <laughs> I, I'm tempted to change my rating to a five. Here's let me tell you why I'm not. Like this is this is why I haven't been giving the first two. I didn't give the first two episodes of five, which I also was like, God, I love these. Yeah, that's <laughs> half a point off for yeah. ruining food uh, that I wanted to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm waiting for is like an episode that totally blows me away, mm. and then that's a five. Like I'm holding out for something spectacular that I genuinely feel is coming. Like I, I just feel like it's coming and I may be wrong. I may be totally wrong. In which case <laughs> I would want to like up all of my fours to fives or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a bad way to go about it. So I'm giving this a five. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm giving Yay. this a five. Oh my we God. Our first heart of gold. First heart of gold. In. <laughs> quite a long wow. time yeah. quite yeah. a while quite yeah. a while uh, I, feels good yeah I, I want to say something about like like you both talked about whether the you know the resolution talk and the recap mm-hmm. episode like if the new attitude is is changing your perspective on your actual ratings or you know is it is it like a false filter or, or are we I for me I think that 
there is something to be said about just being able to have sat down and acknowledged that season three was hard <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily the show itself or that season itself that was the number one thing that was making that difficult. I feel like it was cathartic for me to have that conversation out in the open just in about how we've been feeling and living and how that's going. So mm -hmm. it's nice to just be, to just shake off that yoke. And I think that definitely is allowing me to be a more um, proactive, devoted lover mm -hmm. to be myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though I guess I kind of seem more like a de dedicated hater, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but of course, yeah, the resolution, like Eric, you threw the gauntlet down and I think Joe and I are, are rising to the occasion. It's like, yeah, it, it affects us all the mm -hmm. different ways that we're responding to the episodes. There's no way it doesn't affect us for better or for worse, whether we're just being contrary or whatever. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I love this season. So yeah, well, of course I do, but I am extra juiced at how much the two of you are enjoying it so far because that does that does affect how i'm i'm feeling it doesn't yeah. necessarily change my ratings but it definitely lightens my heart mm -hmm. more love brings your heart to heart there yeah. We go. yeah i agree with all of that i think it's great and i do it's also like we're watching one of these a week so if we wanted to be objective we couldn't anyways <laughs> like <Yeah. there's> no <laughs> <laughs> it's like so why am i fighting so hard to try to keep that <laughs> i just i'm tempted to go back and watch an episode from season three that i didn't like and see how oh, i feel about it now yeah. just just because i don't think that i have new eyes necessarily i think that i'm mm -mm. i think the show just got better i, I think so i too. think jonathan yeah. and jennifer i think roger uh robert and and stephanie are they are clicking yes at a level mm -hmm. that they haven't been since season one. Um, and in that season, it was such a different tone mm -hmm. and Max is around again. And Max is also mm -hmm. snappy and involved. And that's really great to me. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just working. It's yeah. all working. I think so too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my main criteria too, is would I tell somebody to start with this episode and with it's like this one? Absolutely. Yes, I would, because it's such a solid episode of heart to heart. So that's like a huge part of my rating system too is like, yeah. and there are, were some in season three that I would definitely tell people to skip. <laughs> yeah. There's. Ugh. Yeah. Season, I mean, I'm not saying season three is going to take the gold. <laughs> nope. Season three is Just for. So we're season, clear. <laughs> I love them all though. Yeah. I yeah. love them all. Season no three idea. is for the but, people who have, who have like already yeah. walked across the hot coals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ellen. What do we get to watch next? We're going to rewatch all of this. <laughs> oh, no. Until you love it. Until you no, get, um, until each I, one gets a five. I'm, I'm so... <laughs> what did you say? Until each episode gets a five. <laughs> We're watching them. <laughs> Eric, did you have a question for me? I did. I wanted to know what oh. we got to watch. What do we get to watch next? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> next... We are going to watch an episode that originally aired on October 26th in 1982. Next week, we're going to be talking about Hearts on Campus. Ooh. Jonathan joins Jennifer at her prep school reunion and is drugged by a former admirer who wants Jennifer for himself. Ooh, oh, that's 
sounds great. Is no. it a, is it at a horse farm? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, at a school. I think I think prep school. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what we need to know there. I can't wait. Yeah. I am so so excited. That was awesome. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope that you guys are watching along with us on Tubi or or anywhere on the internet that you can find these episodes. Mm-hmm. I hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. Um, if you are, please contact us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at itwasmurderpod or Twitter at itwasmurderpod. Um, send, if you want to send us a minute max, please do. Uh, you can you can send them to us via the Instagram uh, voice message, which is how the Sisler family playhouse chooses to communicate, mm-hmm. and uh, that works perfectly, as we all know. Um, is there anything? rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. Uh, please give us five stars and say something nice because <laughs> it really there's so much <laughs> there's so much hate in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would it would just i'm right here any <laughs> any show of kindness that you can do would just lighten lighten up the entire universe yeah uh, we spew spew too much hatred to be able to take any back <laughs> we have to make up for everything we said in season three yeah um don't throw your dog yeah don't throw your dog don't throw your dog not very sporty. i don't care you. if you're playing monopoly I don't care if you're playing the British version of Monopoly, which is, I don't know, uh, Gaff Minder. What? Uh, <laughs> what? I, I don't want you to throw your dog. Gaff Minder. Freeway did not deserve to be thrown. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeberg. <laughs> Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway.